Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you oh so much for the many, many things you've already blessed us with this day. And now the blessed opportunity to get back into your word. Help us now as we continue our studies. So we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study from A to Z, beginning the study in the word heaven. Now when we looking at the word heaven found in the word of God, we generally understand that it speaks of three different heaven definitions or heavens. Paul speaks of being lifted up into the third heaven. So if we look at it on that basis, you can divide it into the first heaven being the atmosphere of the earth, the sky as we know it, the place for the clouds and the the rain to fall from, and then the second heaven being the universe, which is beyond our atmosphere, into space, the entire universe. And then the third heaven being the dwelling place of God. So in that sense, we're looking at three different heavens. Let's just get right into our studies here, where we see the creation of the earth and the atmosphere around the earth and the universe. So we're looking at the beginning of the creation of everything that we know in physical existence in the world. Not the beginning of the dwelling place of God, the third heaven, but the beginning of the other two heavens. The atmosphere of the earth and then the entire physical world beyond that in the universe, the entire cosmos. But let's get right into it here in Genesis in chapter 1, where it reads, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, we have the word God first used in the first line there, in the beginning God. You go back to the Hebrew, it's a word Elohim, which is plural, which means in the beginning gods, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The plural, the, the Holy Trinity created the heaven and the earth. And we know when we go over to the Gospel of John, speaking of the Word, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, speaking of Jesus Christ. So the speaking here of the creation was actually done by the Word of God, which is Jesus Christ. And we see here the reference to the Holy Ghost moving upon the face of the waters. So we have all three of them represented here. And something I'll remind you of here as well is when the Bible was written, they did not have divisions into verses and chapters. But there has been false teachers arise and try to divide things between the verses and apply false teaching. They try to divide 
verse 1 and verse 2 into millions of years in between verse 1 and verse 2. They throw in what they call the gap theory, promoted by Schofield and others, which is a total lie, contrary to the Word of God. There is no gap. There wasn't even a verse difference when originally it was written. There was no verse break there. It's all one event, not broken up into eons of time between which they did intending to allow man's wisdom to be imputed into the Word of God, which is wrong. Wrong, wrong to do. Let's get back into it. In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. One more point I'd like to bring out here in those false teachings is where it says the earth was without form and void. It's because it wasn't finished yet. It wasn't because there was a, a destruction, a, a fall, a chaos theory they throw in there, which is another total false teaching of Satan. Back into it here in verse 3. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Notice, first day. Not in the evening and the morning was a day some 600 billion billion years later. No, none of that garbage. One day he spoke heaven and earth into existence and created light and established time on the first day. Simple words. Take them for what they say. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Now this firmament is a space of atmosphere between a, a shield that was around the earth, a vapor shield of water, and it was probably ice crystals because of the height in the atmosphere. It would have been very cold. So you have this ice crystals shield all around the planet, which would cause the perfect greenhouse effect. These earth-worshipping wackos try to say greenhouse effect is something bad, but it's not something good. And the greenhouse effect would make a perfect living condition under this dome of ice crystals. And these ice crystals would, would filter out the harmful radiation and harmful rays of the sun, which made it more perfect. And it would also create a higher pressurized atmosphere, which a higher density of oxygen. It's kind of like being in a hyperbaric chamber where your body would have a deeper penetration of oxygen and you would grow much bigger, stronger, and healthier. And that was the condition prior to the fall of man and the curse and, of course, ultimately the flood when we lost the shield around the earth at that time. But that's for later studies. 
Verse 6 again, And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. The atmosphere, the space there, that was known, known as heaven. And that is identified as the first heaven. The starting point being the earth. As you expand out, the first heaven is the atmosphere around the planet. Then the second heaven is the universe where the stars are. And, and then beyond that, the third heaven is the dwelling place of God. As it continues in verse 9. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, an herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to Give light upon the earth, and it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, in the evening and the morning, were the fourth day. So the fourth day, God creates our solar system. God creates our timeline devices. He'd already established time, and he'd already created light. Now he's created a mechanism for us to be able to look at the sun and the moon and the stars and to use those for calculations and even for navigation. And to provide that division between the light and the dark, with the rotation of the earth and the earth orbiting the sun and all that. He established all of that. And some say that, well, this is not when they created the sun and the moon, but when they revealed it. And I don't know where they come up with that junk, but that's some of the false teaching of the gap theory and the chaos and recreation and so forth. But he clearly tells us how he did it. They say, well, what was the light to begin with? Well, the light was Jesus Christ established light. He created the process of light. Then he created a light device and placed it in the place where he wanted it. And that wasn't the only light device he provided. There are many out there in the universe. Uh, 
that provide light, and they were all created on the fourth day. Not the first day. The first day he spoke light itself, the process of light, into existence. And he illuminated it from where he wanted it illuminated. And then he developed a device, created a device on the fourth day to provide light for this planet. Continuing on in verse 21. And God created great whales, and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. In the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree, and the which is the fruit of the tree-yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to every thing that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw every thing that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So the six literal days of creation, when Jesus Christ spoke everything in existence that we can see, and interact with everything around us in the physical world. Everything in the entire cosmos was created in these six literal days. And he put mankind, male and female, it's Adam and Eve, in charge of, as stewards, over the entire planet, over all of his creation, as he said there in verse 28, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Therefore mankind is the dominator. They, mankind is the one that is the steward of God's possession, which is everything. And we have a responsibility to look after it, to tend to it properly, not to abuse it, not to neglect it, not to trash it, not to destroy it, but to look after it. We have dominion over it, therefore the responsibility, like a parent, over their children. All right, roll right on into chapter 2, which as I said before, originally there weren't any chapter divisions anyway. 
as he continues, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. This rest wasn't that he was exhausted from all that work. This rest was mean he ceased from his work. He paused from that. And he established a day of rest for mankind. This is where that goes back to all the way here. The day of rest. That we are to take a day off to recuperate. We need to recover. The Lord didn't, but he gave us that established day of rest all the way back here on the seventh day of creation. Reads, and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. And then in verse 4 here it gets into the generations, which basically the, the timeline established. Reads, these are the generations of the heavens. Notice the plural heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Here we would say two of them, the atmosphere of the earth and the entire cosmos beyond. So the first and second heaven, the heavens. Now you go beyond that, you have the third heaven, the dwelling place of God. Didn't create that in the six days of creation. That is eternal the internal dwelling place of God. As it continues, verse 5, And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth, and watered the whole face of the ground, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So, mankind is described here as a different creation from all the other animals because he breathed life, gave him a living soul. Thus, Adam and Eve were a trinity created in the image of God. They were body, soul, and spirit. Just like he said back over in verse 26 of chapter 1, God said, let us make man in our image. Not let me make man in my image. Here identifying once again the Trinity. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Therefore, he created us a trinity, body, soul, and spirit. But when Adam and Eve fell, when they turned against the simple instructions of the Lord, they died spiritually. They died spiritually, no longer a trinity, till the Lord gave us the ultimate gift and allowed us to be able to be born again, to be quickened, to be brought back to life, by the finished work of Jesus Christ, we have become a trinity once again. Body, soul, and spirit. Spiritually alive again. Well, man did not 
stay in obedience, as we know in chapter 3, Adam and Eve sinned, turned against the Lord, and Cain and his descendants went on to develop more problems and chaos and so forth, as we can see over in Genesis chapter 6, as it reads, And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be in a hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. Now these giants and mighty men were the influential ones that were, as it says here, the the sons of God and the daughters of men, has been interpreted the sons of God being the ones that sought to have a relationship with God. And the daughters of men, as the descendants of Cain, which were not seeking a relationship with God, but the blessings that were being poured upon the godly, and then the the influence of these that were blessed, they abused those blessings and became tyrants and became evil. They turned against the Lord. They sought their own will rather than the will of the Lord and began to be dominating over others and became tyrants and became filled with evil thoughts, as he tells us in verse 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. So he decided to destroy mankind an ultimate judgment upon the entire planet. As he continues, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, And the earth was filled with violence. See, this corruption and this violence began back there in chapter 3, the fall of Adam and Eve, and the evil being spread about by the descendants of Cain. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. That's talking about even the animals were being influenced by Satan and his angels, and had become evil, devouring one another and so forth. 
And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. With the earth. Key part there. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be three hundred cubits, the breadth of it fifty cubits, and a height of it thirty cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above, and the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth, to destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. Here we see the reference to heaven. Here we see that he's using, as he says there, he will destroy, I will destroy them with the earth, in chapter 6, verse 13. And here he's talking about all those under heaven. This under heaven is under the first heaven, the atmosphere in the realm around the planet, the atmosphere itself, because he opens up the windows of heaven and allows the rain to come down, those ice crystals up there to form into rain and let all that water come down on the planet which reduces the protective shield that the planet had at one time. Read 17 again. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. That's a total of eight people. And every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort, shalt thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female, of fowls after their kind, and of cattle after their kind, of every creeping thing of, of the earth after his kind. Two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive. And take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. That's an awesome testimony there to Noah, where he said he did everything the Lord told him to. Wouldn't it be awesome if we could all say that about ourselves, or others say that about ourselves, or it be recorded that we have done everything the Lord commanded us to? So it's awesome that we see these records here and the establishment of all of creation and the three heavens that we can see here, the two in particular, the atmosphere and the influences of the atmosphere on the planet and the use of the firmament, the water, as we will continue this study as we further get into the opening of the heavens and water coming down, but we're out of time. We'll pick that up next time in chapter 7. Let's pray.
Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the things you have recorded for us that we can go back and look at and see how things were established. See the heavens that you speak of in your word so that we can know that we have so much wondrous things to look forward to when you create a new heaven and a new earth for us to dwell on for eternity. Thank you oh so much for the many, many things you give us by grace. We surely don't deserve it. And we thank you oh so much for it as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you all.